this computer. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Matt talking on the Eureka podcast. Um, if you want to find me, I'm at MatthewTriai.com. My Instagram is Triai underscore M. And uh, this is most possibly episode four. Um, I'm here with my very good friend, Seb Carter, Sebastian Carter. Um, we've known each other for um, 10 years, Thir- 14, I think. Actually, I didn't know you in the first year of school. So nine years, I think it is. Uh, we went to school in Bryanston. Um, and yeah, I think we're, we're in a house together, a Dorset house. Um, it's, a, it's a boarding school. And uh, yeah, Seb, how, when, how did we first meet? Can you even remember? I don't think I can. Um, so we met in, well, we met in first year of school, but we, be- we met in first year of school, but we became good pals in, when we moved into a house together second year. And um, I suppose we never really looked back, started the firm. <laughs> yeah um, me and Seb had this yeah. running joke uh we were we called ourselves the firm and um there wasn't really like a, an antonym to the firm there was no no opposition no one against us uh so we sort of just ran the school I guess uh ran <laughs> it, it, it was our turf and then two of our friends decided that they were going to become the anti-firm um and that was uh, two close friends of ours also in our house and uh, what ensued was plenty of uh, fights and random play fighting around the school. It was mm. quite, quite weird. Um, how have you been today? You went to the gym this morning, <laughs> Seb? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I just had a quick cycle um, Saturday morning. Um, so I thought I'd stretch the legs a bit. So I'm going to barbecue later, um, which will probably get boozy. So I thought sweat it out uh you know get it some work done before then and then speak to you and let's nice. see how it goes bro what's the yeah. um what's your cycle sort of like what's your uh uh what do you do did you go in hard for like 20 minutes or are you like an hour hour sesh at, at level six um, what do you do Nah, to be honest this morning i did 30 minutes level 10 um and I just kind of go on my phone, get distracted, do all sorts of shit. And then I like cycling on the, on the machine. I get, I quite like it because I can just sit there and like go on, you know, get distracted. Otherwise, I get a bit bored. Um, but I like, I just got a new bike actually for my birthday, like a proper one for the first time. Because obviously okay. I used to do quite a lot of running and stuff. And now I can't run that much. And yeah. so um, cycling is something I'm trying to look to get into. And I'd like to boost getting my legs stronger, etc. Um, so I got a new bike for my birthday and I've taken that out a bit and um, I'm looking forward to doing some sort of, you know, longer bike rides, a couple of hours kind of jobs on a Saturday out to a pub, that kind of thing. Have a long boozy lunch and get my mates pick me up there afterwards, and drive back to London. That's like kind of a picturesque, set, picturesque setting that I'm imagining in my head. Yeah. I like that. So isn't it weird that there's like a trajectory, like why does everyone suddenly get into cycling? There's so many of my, my mates, like my mates, I saw a story today of my, a friend of mine and he'd like, and the caption was join the big leagues. Um, and he was like on the fringes of like getting into cycling and now he's done it loads. And then he tagged like all these serious cyclists that are like friends of ours. And it's just, I like, know, bro. It's just a thing. Like why do people it's get into cycling? Joke. It's classic. <laughs> I always thought it was such like a sneaky thing to do. And then now like I've got like Lycra and I can buy <laughs> and I I was trying to Wiggins. Wiggins this guy, Nicky Wiggins, another mate of ours, who's been doing a lot of cycling during lockdown. And he bought he, like he spends all his money on like cycling gear. Like he bought like, two hundred quid Oakleys. <laughs> like those wraparound ones. Wait, wait, glasses. <laughs> Yeah, glasses, but like proper cycling ones, <laughs> like wrap around for like two hundred quid, and like all this other stuff. You know, just so many like random bits and pieces that you can add. Um, just classic. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just quite a nice thing to do. Like, it's quite a good way of exercising without. Well, you can. I don't know. I think it's just a, like when you're out about cycling, you can do it for like a couple hours, whereas. You know, going for like a 30 minute run can just be a bit of shit, I think. Yeah. And also the impact on running is just like, that's wears you down. I've got scoliosis of the spine and that's just not good for me. But uh, my uncle, he does a lot of cycling and he, um, he's just gone to Switzerland with the lads. Like that's the other thing. Like they now do trips and, uh, 
he's gone like on a cycling trip, like a holiday, but it's just cycling. Yeah. Like they cycle, you know, hours and hours every day, stop at the next place, stay the night, and then just do that day and day in, day out for like seven days straight. I know. That's why I find it quite amusing. Like people do it for like charity and do like charity bike rides. And then like there's just people out there that just do it for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love, like love cycling, working miles. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the gym this morning as well. Um, I've just been told, I went to this, uh, um, thing the other day it was like a running machine where they like um take off a bit of your i think they add weight or you lose weight but essentially it's like a vacuum system you close this door behind you you're in a running machine and they took all these like health details from me and i've got like the metabolism of a 13 year old apparently that's unreal mate that's why you're so skinny mate exactly so i've been told i've got to like put on loads of weight so i've been trying to hit like two and a half thousand calories a day um i think two and a half thousand calories is standard though yeah mate so that's mad so someone told me that the other day that this guy uh friend of my sister's came around for lunch and to be fair he plays rugby in barcelona and he's like so fucking big he's massive but Mm. i was like telling this story at the dinner table and he just turned to me and he was like two and a half thousand calories mate that's fucking nothing try four (laughs) thousand i think there's like that thing though where you can calculate on your height and age or something um and weight already you can basically calculate how many calories you need to eat a day and so if you want to like bulk if you're exercising loads and doing like weights and stuff you want to yeah. be over that but do loads of exercise and do that kind of thing so if you want to lose weight you basically create that deficit or something yeah just eat so, less and that's why you like you would lose weight i right. really get it I think I will, I don't think I ate two and a half thousand calories like ever because I've tried to do that and that even seems like a lot to me. So I'm hit, I'm eating like four meals a day, like nuts and shit in between. Really? And I, I probably gym like three or four times a week now. But uh, yeah, it's mental, mate. So I didn't realize how hard it was to like eat that. I much. mean, I've never really calculated calories to be honest. I never counted them, so I had no idea. But yeah, I but- feel like you could have like a burger and chips is like like a decent one from Byron or something. That's like over a thousand calories. Is it? Oh, okay. I reckon. I surely. I don't know. I feel like if you had like one of those bits of mayo, pots of mayo, it's like a lot more calories than you think. Really? That's interesting. Because I think at first I was counting them, and then I just thought, "Fuck it, I'll just eat whatever." So I've just been smashing it. Like I'll have like jam on the jam on toast, and then like followed by popcorn, followed by actually popcorn's got no calories, but like yogurt, like all in an afternoon setting of of snacks yeah uh, yeah just going nice. bro it's good to be on your podcast man yeah man i yeah, listened so... to um i listened i did actually listen to um your one with josh yeah oh uh, yeah just to get a little preview and um i actually really enjoyed it i thought it was good i enjoyed listening to you chatting i don't know whether i enjoyed it more because i know you, you both, know me yeah rather than i think if i didn't know you or josh obviously it was more about josh but like it's good to hear you both chatting and like i was thinking if you were two random guys then i probably wouldn't give a fuck <laughs> 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 oh you bastard no it's so true though like i did a i did one last week um with a guy called seb Peral, and he's quite well known in our in our area and he um he's like really into his videography and his eureka moment has basically been like uh, many stages of figuring out that he doesn't do photography but now he wants to work with a camera and he's really into nature he goes um paddle boarding and like has been meters away from whales out at sea because he wakes up at eight in the morning to do that and he's just like a nature freak yeah super interesting and like everyone in my town suddenly starts sharing it on their stories (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i got loads of traction like it was the episode with the most listens and i've had like friends people i don't really speak to messaging me being like oh it was really good and it's like well because they all know seb and like he was really interesting yeah yeah well that's why i think these people like for example i swear like jamie lang's like private part of podcast is quite successful because like people feel like because he's one of those reality tv stars people feel like they know them because they see them they're like being themselves on yeah. tv so people feel like they know them so when they're just chatting to people it's quite easy to relate to but like just random people like i i don't know i never listened to joe rogan's podcast but i thought so that's quite successful isn't it yeah well, he just that, chats that, he, just what, chat, he just chats people as well yeah but what's insane about his is uh the way that um he just has conversation about 
uh, you know, things, he moves the conversation along and it's never mm. about like that person. It's just about their interests. So it's not about what that person does so much, like we're going to do or whatever. It's a lot of it is just like what they're interested in. And then he kind of comes to like, comes to it later, which is why they're three hours long. Cause they talk about so many other things as well. They're three hours long. Mate, they're three hours long. Most <laughs> yeah. yeah I, thought they would, I thought they just smoked flint as well. Yeah. Him and Elon Musk Elon, had, a, had a split. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is fucking Tesla's weird. Tesla's price like crashed. Like, Did it? <laughs> well, I think te- Elon Musk had a poke of his split and then like a week later or something made a joke. He tweeted making a joke being like, he wanted to take Tesla private at 420. It's like the share price for 420. So he was going to buy it and run out <laughs> at the price 420, which was like 200 above whatever it was at the time. And then everyone was like, no, what the fuck? And then he was like, it's a joke. Because uh, anyway, it's quite crap. That's crazy. Did you hear about how much Joe Rogan made from Spotify? Did you hear about that deal? Yeah, 100 mil. 100 like. mil, mate. See, that's mate, what's but There's going to be a lot of money in podcasting now. I was speaking to... Um, someone the other day works at Warner Brothers Music and I was like because actually Warner Brothers got has been doing quite well recently because of podcasts uh not podcasts because of Spotify and like streaming platforms like that and I was asking him about the Spotify deal with podcasts and how Spotify wants to become like the number one podcast streaming platform yeah which is why they bought like Joe Rogan and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I was wondering if, like, music, um, like, what do you call them? Uh, producers, like Warner and Universal and Sony and things like that. I was wondering if they were going to start making podcasts themselves and just, like, taking it over. Oh, uh, what, the big fish? Thing, like, yeah, and just, like, dominating it themselves rather than, like, going straight through Spotify. I don't know. Anyway, he said that they were, th- he said they were thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're saying, like, not even... Um... Uh, independent people that do podcasts uh, being poached by no, these so they would like basically these companies sign, producing them would, themselves and like getting no, people to example, do it. For example, like they would just treat them like music artists. They would be like you, for example. They would sign you like an artist, but it would be your podcast. Yeah, that's what I mean. As in, they would like produce it themselves and and find yeah. people. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could very easily do that. Surely, that's what I was asking him, and they was like, "Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea." I like, but I reckon they probably nice. don't think as there's as much money in that at the moment as there is movies. Maybe when it moves along a bit more, they'll not movies. There's Warner Bros. Music. Oh, music. So they oh, have right. like they have like Joe Leaper and people signs and stuff. Like that. Oh shit! Yeah, my good friend, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, just got a job as an A&R in A&R. Well, it starts in September, hopefully, um, at mm. Ministry of Sound, which actually would just be the coolest job in the world. Yeah, that would be cool. Just going to see like artists and just rating going them. Gigs. Yeah, just going to gigs, man. Cool. Get distracted by just getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, how would they know that you haven't just got murked or like really drunk at every event that you go to? You could just like get I think wasted. It's hard, and... though, because like, unless... Unless you actually do find like the next like Ed Sheeran or something, like I think it's pretty hard to make any money out of it. True. I mean, I think anything sounds pretty decent to me when I'm drunk. So I would just come back and be like, he was the best <laughs> shit in the world, man. This guy rocked the house. <laughs> That's so true. That's Which so would true. be tough. Um, yeah, man. So uh, tell me about um, sport, Baz. Is rugby back on and you're watching a lot of that these days? No, mate. It's, no, rugby's not back on yet. Is There's it not? a test match on. No, yeah, yeah no. the cricket's on. Cricket's on, but it's raining today. So, um, mate, to be honest, I haven't been watching a lot of sport. I've been like, I haven't been furloughed or anything, so I've been working like most of the time. Yeah, um, tell me and like actually of... fucking like busy. So, how's it, been... how's it going? What's what is your job at the moment? Tell me what that is. Business um, development, it's pretty uninteresting right? to be honest, mate. Yeah, it's a salesman. Um, I work for this tech company though, and it's quite cool because the company itself is cool. It's called Square. It's like a perfect payments platform. Um, but the CEO and founder is Jack Dorsey. He also founded Twitter, and obviously he's been in this kind of feud with well, Twitter and Trump, and recently been in this feud. Um, what? I don't know anything about, about like free speech and. They basically like they didn't take Trump's tweets down, but they hid them behind like a disclosure thing. So you had to click on it and be like, because he was like promoting violence through all of these BLM protests and things. And like right. the tweet, Twitter basically like hid 
um, hid some of his tweets from the general public. And then he was like, oh, your Trump was obviously saying you basically stopping my free speech and that kind of thing. And he was going to like take ban Twitter and like take it down and do all this shit. Yeah. quite classic anyway and so this guy's my the guy who's the ceo was in this dude is my is my basically my like big boss <laughs> i've big never met boss. him but um they, it was quite funny they do like, these monthly meetings where all of square basically call in and you get to ask him questions and things and everyone was just asking him like nothing about square but everything about twitter <laughs> and like his thing with trump was actually hilarious like what did he say what sort of questions came out well and he sort was of answers just like well, man, he's really like he's super bright and like eloquent with his answers and things. So, it's, was it was it political responses? So he didn't say too much. They, so was it as if, was it was as if he was on the stand and he was sort of dodging questions, or did he actually give any? No, back? no, no. He was answering all our questions like quite well. But basically, one of the main questions was because there was this experiment which was fucking cool, and they set up a basically a, exactly the same account as Trump, a new account, Twitter account, basically. But it obviously wasn't Donald Trump, had no followers or anything, but um, they tweeted exactly the same things that Trump tweeted every time. And Twitter's algorithms removed the account from Twitter right. because because it was promoting like hate speech and all but that. But they stuff. didn't remove Trump's. But they don't remove Trump's because he's a political leader and that's Shit. one of their and that's one of their world policies because you can't like just remove Trump like that imagine the like outrage that there would be. Yeah. So, so they didn't remove. They don't remove Trump. So that was one of the questions. They were like, if they remove that one, why are they not removing Trump? And like, why is it making a difference? He's like, he's promoting hate and all that kind of thing. And you can see, like, you know, all of these people working at like in San Francisco, the Square, all kind of like these liberals, basically all Democrats, mm-hmm. but like sort of not Republican and. And um, <clears throat> just quite interesting, like hearing all the views of these people and how much they fucking hate Trump. <laughs> basically, yeah. um, don't you like find... his answer. Yeah, sorry, go sorry go, tell me his answer. Yeah, that's what I want. I well, want no, to... he was just saying like we can't take Trump's down. Like, imagine like yeah. the outcry with all these people and they'd be fucking. Angry. So he's just yeah. There's there's got to be exceptions like to the rule. Well, they he's, have he's exceptions for world leaders because like they're actually democratically elected so their free speech is the view of a lot of people yeah so like yeah. if they take it if they can't if they take it down then <laughs> like yeah. 50 or well, no i'm sorry hundreds of millions of people will be like what the fuck yeah yeah so um, for sure for sure um I just watched that uh documentary the other day for the first time it always just comes up second amendment like always there yeah, yeah. I just watched that documentary for the first time, The Great Hack. 13. Sorry, no, just on uh, on um, the Cambridge Analytica stuff and the twit going back to the oh, Twitter the, stuff. The I, Great Hack is sick. That's I've never sick, seen it, bro. Documentary. I've never seen that, mate, and it's yeah. mental. Um, yeah, mate, the Cambridge Analytica stuff. So, do you think that guy, like, what went on there, man? When after I watched that, I was trying to make a decision on who, like who was playing who, who was being real, because that's what you do in those situations, yeah? To be honest, man, I watched it, like, it came out, like, a couple of years ago, or the year, last year or something, so I can't really remember exactly what happened, but um, isn't it basically, like, they just stole, every, they basically stole everyone's data and sold it to, uh, sold it to um, the, the Brexit US. party or something. Yeah, like and it was really interesting, because it was like, well, the Brexit party and the, the, and the Trump party, and um, they spoke about the Trump party, <laughs> the Trump party, <laughs> the Trump campaign, whatever. Um, and they spoke Trump about targeting, targeting the people that are sitting on the fence. That's what I found so interesting. And that's literally me as well because I'm, I'm interested in politics. I'm yeah, it was basic. It wasn't it people that have never voted before. Yeah, yeah. And they just bombarded like, them with like shit on social media to sort of sway them yeah. to one side. And those were the people that made the difference. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, mental. You would have thought, but like, I, it's it's weird how like the power of like advertising. Like, when I see an advert on Facebook, I just think, like, that's an advert. That's such, like, such obvious propaganda. <laughs> same, same. Like, I just don't think that it sways me. But then like, uh, I feel like if you watch it like a lot, 
mm-hmm. then and these messages get repeated and bear and like you that's one place to see it but then you also you see something on tvs and then like someone else saying this and then like another one just popping up here and then you're like oh, maybe that's true <laughs> that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so weird mate i know exactly what you mean i've i've i feel like i'm like really strong-minded when i see them and i'm just like you know straight off the bat i'm like fuck this like whatever i don't care um but i think you're right i think when, the, when you see them over and over i think there must be a subconscious element to it for sure mm. also the uh the fucking so i've been getting into my golf quite recently and just Maybe. like yeah and they're so smart because i guess i've been watching a few golf videos on youtube but now i'm just bombarded with golf adverts like all the time yeah i get but i because i remember i was looking at um some gums or something some jeans or something to that buy and now I just get like all my adverts and jeans. <laughs> like, it's weird those algorithms, how they work. Yeah. So I I like would, the one, the first thing they say in that in that mo- in that doc, the great hack, they say, "Don't mm. worry, um, your 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 phones aren't listening to you. The algorithms are just strong enough to realize." But I just mm. don't know if I believe that because there's also, <laughs> mate, there's also been times where like I haven't even searched this thing on on the internet. And I've only ever spoken about it. And then like it comes up, whatever it might be, like a shoe or whatever. And I haven't even searched it yet. And I've just mm. spoken about buying new shoes. And next thing you know, like fucking Alexa, mate. Alexa's on all day long and she's just really? eavesdropping, mate. I swear down. <laughs> Alexa does actually record. As soon as you say Alexa, though, it does record everything you say. You know that. Oh, really? Is that in the small print? Yeah, and it's sent. No, it does, and that's it sends it back. And it's in, you can request to see, you can request from Amazon to see your data and like everything that it's recorded. It's crazy, though. Shit, man. So that shit crazy. As soon as you say Alexa, ask something dodgy, then you're probably gonna get fucked, mate. You're <laughs> asking for your asking for your porn or something. <laughs> oh God, I wouldn't like to to see all that. Jesus, not all at once, at least. <laughs> 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 um, find Nico's <laughs> if I saw Nico's and he saw mine <laughs> can you imagine oh I'd God, like to see how funny. similar they were <laughs> um, okay well on that note um, I want to bring in why we're here today Seb uh, this is a podcast called Eureka everybody um, I ask for people's turning points if they've had them um, I'm here, I'm here to talk about, uh, you know, things that have happened to people, light bulb moments. And I mean, yours isn't necessarily a light bulb moment, but big events, big turning points in one's life. So, Seb, without further ado, can you sort of tell the people what that is? What What are we here for? Um, well, I suppose you asked me on here because um, a year of, well, a lot. Yeah, no. November last year, 2019, um, I suddenly got hit with this autoimmune disease out of nowhere um, called CIDP, which stands for Chronic Inflammation uh, Demyelinating Polyneuropathy or something like that, um, which effectively means that um, my immune system was attacking the periphery nerves in um, in my arms and legs and um yeah i mean it left me basically paralyzed for um about three weeks and you know progressively going sort of up and down um from having treatment and then sort of uh, relapsing multiple times not being able to walk and all that kind of shit so um i guess that changed my life really and that's why i've sort of had a kind of bizarre Very eight bizarre. months or so. Crazy like, um, what is it? July now. So November. What well, happened? Twenty fifth November, Sunday night. That's when I first got it. What's that? Fucking no, no idea. Seven months. Do you do you look back now and you're like, shit? I didn't <laughs> think I'd be here. Like like where I am now. Have you progressed a lot? Do you think? Yeah, man. Crazy. Um, it's been a whirlwind journey, to be honest, because basically what happened was I originally got diagnosed with um, this disease called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is GBS. That's basically exactly what I do have, but I've got like a chronic version where I keep relapsing. Um, 
but that's when at first they basically they told me that I had that and I basically lost arm movement in my arms and my legs were super weak so I couldn't really walk but I was still had movement in my legs and things and um since then I had treat I had treatment in November and then um when that happened I reacted really really well to the treatment so yeah. I basically got better immediately um after this five-day treatment so what um, is what's the treatment that they give you what is that the treatment is this IVIG drip. It's called immunoglobulin. Um, and it's basically antibodies from other people's blood. So people do donate, donate blood. They extract the antibodies and etc. put into me. Um, anyway, it worked super well. And um, they basically were like, wow, it's incredible. We've never seen anyone recover this quickly. And I, it's just, you're so lucky. And tell me how lucky I was and that kind of thing. And it obviously like, 10 days later I relapsed and then they were like Jeez. right this is and then this is a bit weird so what have you done anything different I was like no and then um went back into hospital what was then, that like coming in and out and like being told something like positive and then negative? well it was, was just that tough? shit man to be honest like you're like what the fuck's going on <laughs> they didn't yeah. really know they're like you know it's one of these things where they can only die they only diagnose you with CIDP once they've eliminated everything else um and the build up to that point, you know, I'd been um, like, I just quit my, I just got a new job where I am now. Um, and I had like a month off. So I went to Japan to watch the Rugby World Cup on my own for a couple of weeks. What was that and, like? Wait, cool. touch on that quickly. Like, why, why did you go oh, on your head? Because <laughs> I had like, like a month between, I had a month, I had a month notice period at work. So I told my new job that I couldn't, that I was having to do my notice period. But then they said to me, they were like, fuck off, like, they want you. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't, you don't need to see your notes good. So I basically had a month off. And I had quite a lot of money at the time. Um, and I was just like, fuck it. So we woke up in Japan. I'm just going to fly out to Japan. I respect <laughs> that like, so much, man. I literally bought the next flight and went out there on my own. Um, and I had some family friends out there, um, like parents that, um, had some spare tickets and things, so I got went to quite a few games. I went to three England matches. What? Including the yeah, including the quarterfinal. I actually went. The best game I went to was Japan versus Scotland, and like I can't tell you, it was the best atmosphere I've ever heard in my life. Like that's was, what I was going to ask. Well, how do how do Japan, they do it? Japan's national anthem is like really quite quiet and somber. But when there were like eighty thousand fans all singing it, it wow. was like it was like reverberating. So cool. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. Anyway, I had like the best two weeks. It was really, it was really cool. I mean, being on my own was a bit weird because like I wanted, it would have been awesome if I had a mate. Like going out in Tokyo with a mate would be sick. Yeah, I found that when I traveled by myself when I was younger, it was like really enlightening and like I've discovered loads of cool shit about myself. But uh, yeah. and then you're like, fuck, I can, it would be sick to do this with someone as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that's always the case. Like you think you're having a good time and then actually if you look back at it, like, <laughs> then you get back to like your hotel room or whatever <laughs> and you're like by yourself and like, what am I doing? Get back to your hotel room at like 10 p.m. and just watch yeah. something on Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, in fucking, I'm in fucking Tokyo what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah so then yeah, you, you so, came back from tokyo and and then and, yeah, and then i started my job um and then a week later so one week into my job this disease happened and i was meant to be going to san francisco for two weeks after that after that week because of um there was this training program but then i couldn't go because of this thing happened i was like this is dodgy my doctors were like you can't go at which point i was rutting because I was like, fuck, they bought my flights to San Francisco, which was expensive, and the hotel room in San Francisco was expensive. And it was my first week of the job, and I couldn't yeah. go and do the training program and things. So it was like, shit. Anyway, my work was like, really cool about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And um, I suppose like, the, the, it was just weird, I suppose, that I reached that sort of, um, going back to your question of how have I progressed to get to now. It was weird because I was going up and down a lot. Yeah. And then I was in, you know, I was went to, for example, I was in A and E in hospital on Boxing Day, um, and you know that night in Boxing Day it was 
like one of the worst nights of my life because like, I couldn't really move my arms at all again. And I wasn't in the neurology hospital where I was normally yeah. because it was Boxing Day, et cetera. So that night on this ward, which was intense, um, like this huge ward in, um, what hospital was it? I can't remember. The, what's that massive? Holborn, U- you U- No, UCL. No, it's the massive UCL hospital. And I was on this A&E ward and it was just like, like people who had strokes and things like that um who were just like really mentally not there at all and shouting and like just really really ill just distressing it was all old men to be honest with you and i was like mentally completely sane and like felt i wasn't feeling ill at all like i felt normal yeah i just couldn't move my arms (laughs) so like the whole situation was like I just don't want to be here, like, at all. Mm. And then the next day, then, like, I didn't get a wink to sleep that night. Like, I was, people screaming all night, and I woke up, and Blake was pissing on the floor. And Fucking hell. Sick. I went up, got up to go to the loo, and then, like, I stepped in someone's stick, and, like, it was fucking great. That's thing. crazy. But, like, I mean, it was, it, in a way, felt, made me feel like, fuck I'm at least I'm not like that you know <laughs> yeah so that's that's what I was going to ask you like I mean the ups the downs just on the downs and note did you ever have thoughts like what the fuck why me I mean I don't want to you do know what I mean like that must have crossed your mind right or or of I mean course, it, man. but like I know that's like not a way to think because you can't think like that but like that must have happened right well I actually you know you have those thoughts but it was never like why me like why is this happening because um you know it's just one of those things i've always had that mindset where i don't really think like god this is so unfair like that's good but what i was thinking what i do often think is like you know when i was lying there so after i relapsed and then i went back to hospital end of january Mm -hmm. and that was when shit got really bad like i was completely paralyzed and let down and like I was getting really ill and like it was kind of a little bit affecting my breathing and things like that. Yeah. So like people were pretty worried at one point and then they tried this other treatment that didn't work, this plasma exchange, which I reacted really badly to. Um, I had basically all these panic attacks and was sweating and having fevers and like with this thing, the nerves were basically infected my lungs and like they were a bit worried that, you know, they were just keeping a close eye on that. Luckily it didn't get too bad. And so I was like basically ill and paralyzed and like the whole thing was having all these panic attacks and just being not being able to move. It's like hot, so fucking grim. Um, but like throughout that, going back to your question was just like, I was just thinking like, this isn't it. This is not like the rest of my life. I'm yeah. not going to be fucking, like, I, you just get that. You just know, like, I'm not going to be like fucking disabled like this the rest of my life. Otherwise I would probably just go to my myself. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah even i wouldn't be able to <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. you just like you think about it you know like, i just I, so I never thought like why me or anything like that but i always thought like this is not gonna be like this can't be real like yeah, this this is not like, the like, end it was yeah. it was so ridiculous what was happening <laughs> like, yeah also like if you consider your if you consider your past like that's why it was crazy to to you probably more than anyone else, but like to us as well, it's just like, you're the fittest bloke I know. So, well, like not the fit, but one of, like you, you're so healthy, like you eat well, you exercise well. And I think you, you sent me a bit of like a, a blog, little bit, a bit of writing that you mm-hmm. wrote about. And you mentioned like, because your immune system was so strong, it actually ironically works against your favor, didn't you? I think I read that. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's crazy. got nothing to do with, like, it's got nothing to do with being healthy or anything. It yeah. was like, for some random reason, my immune system is like, mistakenly attacking my own body, thinking that my nerves is like, an outsource of some kind of like, I don't know, virus or something. Mm. And, is just attacking my nerves instead of doing what it should be doing normally. So it's nothing to do, I'm not ill, it's just my, immune system making a fucking silly stupid error yeah um, and like it's really hard to like straighten that out and get it back on course there's no sort of nothing you know there's no cures for this or anything like that so it's um it's it's just a weird one and as we said like because i'm young fit i'm only 20 well i'm now 24 but i was 23 when it was happening and most people who have this disease get it when you know i think the average age is like 55 so 
comparably to them, my immune system was, you know, it's pretty strong. Yeah. And so I, I get it quite, I get it quite a lot worse. Um, so most people tend to relapse usually between six and 10 weeks. So I only need the IVIG every six to 10 weeks. Whereas right. I was literally relapsing like every six to 10 days. Um, and so it just shows how like my, my immune system was quite strong. And just, yeah. Just, but was that okay for you to be taking the, the medication like that frequently? <laughs> Cause that can't be a thing for the rest of your life to be doing it. Or was that just to get you no. out of that, of that chronic situation? Is that what oh, well, man, like? I'm still having it every two weeks. I still, oh, have really? my, I, still I still have my treatment every two weeks. I will be having that my treatment every two weeks for the next like, while. <laughs> really like okay. i i mean i i have it so saturday today i have it on monday and tuesday next week and then i have it every two weeks monday and tuesday and and where do you go for that do you go up to london for that to or can you yeah, go from home yeah no i've no no i have it in the hospital but i just go into daycare and it's pretty casual to be honest i can work there so many miles. i just sit there and have the drip for like three hours um yeah. so obviously it's just fucking long time to every two weeks mm. but you know, it's necessary and it has to be done. So, um, you know, there's a lot, lot worse situations to be in. And do you think, so the, the cycling, the fact that you've gone to cycling, I, I really love, that's awesome. Do you think, like, are you, have you got like a mindset of like, yeah, like I'm going to build strength in my legs and like, have you got any goals? Um, yeah, I'm, with, I'm with going your... to get as fit as possible. Like as long as I can fucking, as long as my legs are strong enough, I'm going to like try and get them stronger because, you know, I just feel like as soon as I do, if it does get any worse, then it'll only be better if I'm the stronger I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be like fucking hedge, <laughs> but like I'm enjoying cycling, you know, I want to just do it. Like I feel it was weird. Like that first cycle that I did where I got my bike was usually I was on the machine, but, and I haven't had that sort of wind in my hair, like, or running or like had that outdoor sense of anything literally since November. Wow. I mean, I ran the Athens Marathon two weeks before. I got yeah, it. yeah, fuck, you didn't mention that. Like, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. when I say I ran the Athens Marathon, I didn't run it. I completed the Athens Marathon in about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still, but like, still. I didn't do any training. I was in fucking Japan. <laughs> like, I went from Japan and then, like, <laughs> flew straight to Athens and ran the <laughs> and then got this fucking thing. So that's where they think, like, they think maybe I ate something. Because what you get, they tend to get it from, like... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The causes, food. like, yeah. What was their speculation on the causes? Well, they don't know, to be honest. Like, usually you get it from some kind of virus or food poisoning or something like that. But they just had, I don't remember having any food points. So they were questioning me like a lot about like where, what I'd eaten in um, Japan and, um, and, and things like that. But like, I think that there's nothing you can really think on exactly. Um, yeah. So it's just weird to be honest. It's like, it's a really weird thing that you have no idea what's, if it was like, oh, I knew something that caused it. I'm quite glad in a way that I don't know what caused it because so I don't have like a one a spiral re- a bit of like oh. no I think I mean, I'd, I'd probably just be thinking like oh if only I didn't go that's what I mean yeah, <laughs> like that's what I mean. if only I'd like I'd have like some sort of regret whereas like now because I have no idea I can't regret anything yeah yeah for sure for sure happens you know you just gotta take it so well, the other thing I wanted to ask as well is like obviously we went to a rugby game together and and you you like said uh you know when you drink obviously you you it's harder for you to like stay up on, on your stick at that time you had a an aid of yeah, the yeah. stick but like i was in the wheelchair but i was in the wheelchair yeah you're in the wheelchair sorry yeah the wheelchair yeah um but like you know sure. as as you grow older people you know I, I i've heard my granny even tell me this before like um people treat you differently if you're like Un, if you're disabled and if you like can't walk and stuff like have you experienced any of that at all yet and like on that well day, to you, be honest you with you that like, was the up. only time that was the only time i've ever been in some kind of event or like pub or anything like i've never because of coronavirus like yeah. i haven't had to had him have any of that right. so i've never been like that rugby game was just before lockdown really wasn't it yeah and so 
um, that was the only time. It was weird. I mean, it was kind of, uh, it was just a weird experience, you know. I was being wheeled around by Josh and like we got sort of, we got wheeled through the disabled bit and the lets in, the church guys lets in, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it wasn't that, it wasn't like, fuck, that was really fun. Like, I didn't want to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like frustrating because obviously, I mean, at that time, I was still really, really weak, to be fair. It was still pretty soon afterwards. And, like, I've been getting a lot stronger. So now, like, I can walk pretty well. Mm. Um, and, in fact, almost normally. That's um, but, I, but we'll come back to your question kind of about the alcohol and things like that. Like, I still feel like I get lots of pins and needles in my hands and feet when I'm, like, pissed and things. Which yeah. is just like a really weird sensation, you know? It's just like, it's not that nice when you like pick something up and your fingers like vibrate. Tingling, like yeah. Like it's really kind of grim. Um, and like every morning I wake up and like, you know that feeling when you like feel like you slipped on your arm and like can't really feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like I get that like every, all the time and you just have to kind of get up and like shake it out and like get on with the day and it just kind of goes away. Mm. Um it's weird though, you know, and but I've got, I mean, I just get used to that kind of shit now. It doesn't really affect me. Um, yeah. Whereas before at first, obviously it was like, this is really grim. Like it's not nice, but now um, it's fine. As long as I can walk and like, I can cycle and like, I will definitely get back to running and like, I've been swimming a lot and all that kind of thing. But I can do all those things and like be able to just go to the pub and not have yeah. to worry about like just little things like that you know and not have to worry about it's the independence thing of it isn't it it's it's, it's yeah. not worrying about someone um needing to be there it's just like doing it yourself like what about exactly. driving a driving yeah. a car have you have you like can you yeah i can you... drive easily yeah oh, yeah that's, that's exactly fine. exactly it's the independence thing it was when i took my first self for first drive during lockdown i was working and I was working really hard because we've yeah. been so busy in lockdown. And it was the first time I'd driven since I got this. And Jeez. I was like, I was just like, I can't go for, I couldn't, because at the time I was still really weak. So I couldn't go cycle. I couldn't go for a walk or anything. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to take the car out <laughs> and go for a drive. And I literally just buzzed around the lanes because it was empty. It was like mid lockdown. So there's no one down. I was just like buzzing around, windows down, like music fully playing. And I felt so free and just like liberated. It was That's so, awesome. it was honestly such a cool experience. Yeah. yeah. There's little yeah. things like that. I mean, that's one thing, but like the best feeling was when I was like completely paralyzed. That was and, the best feeling. And no, and then <laughs> no, and I couldn't, I hadn't moved, I wasn't, hadn't been able to move anything from my head or neck oh, yeah. for like two weeks. Yeah. And wait, then they gave well, me this IVIG drip again. And then like, just i was able to uh, i was able to um so my mom's talking That's right. <laughs> um and um and i was just able to move my finger for like the first time in like two weeks and like that like that small feeling of like that how it just like such an mundane action of misweaking yeah but hey, like that's, that's i wondered like, that elation well. that it brought me was like fuck i'm not going to be like this forever i know that like because i can move my finger like i'll eventually everything else will start to move and stuff and then like yeah it's just it's crazy it's crazy that, little things i wanted out. that as well like the chronic aspect of it must be insane because like it's the sh how short the time is between as you say you're cycling on a freaking bike but then you could be paralyzed in a bed like two three weeks later like that's the yeah. insane part of it like one, one well, week. Well, that week. was at first. Now, to be honest, they know exactly because it's one of those things where, like, there's not a specific treatment. There's like mm. multiple different treatments, and some work really well for some people, and some others work really well for others, and don't work for others, etc. So they're trying to find that balance at first. What works for you? So now, eventually, so there's kind of like a trial and error period, which is why it was like at first pretty scary because they were like didn't know how to treat me, but now they finally found like a good balance of what works um including like these pills and stuff like that and the IBIG and that kind yeah. of thing um and so it's just strike it's now under control right which is but that, that's good. a good that's a good point you bring up so like you you understand they they've understood it a bit more and they've got 
they feel like they found the right medicines that work. But like, have you yourself thought about um, going and and seeing another doctor? Like, oh, I don't know, alternative medicine. I mean, I don't know. Is yeah, that, I mean, I've been doing lots of alternative stuff. Um, what have you tried? Like, so, has anything worked? Um, or um, I've well, I mean, it's really obviously difficult to see whether these things work because I'm having my normal treatment at the same time right. so this is kind of also just on the side so you don't really know which is working and is it working because it's alternative that's working or is it just because i'm getting better yeah so it's kind of difficult to say but um i've been taking cbd oil like three times okay. a day like quite strong stuff um does that, that get you high? Uh, <laughs> high but it chills me out a lot and like i guess also with this thing it's like my nerves so like stress kind of brings it on a bit so like it keeps yeah. like, me calm and like what kind of thing but no, I've sorry also, i didn't um, want to that wasn't a throwaway comment like does it get you high i only say that because <laughs> uh, sorry if i i remember the first time i took it was in barcelona um and i think i was like taking it recreationally at the time because i hadn't smoked weed in ages i don't know if you remember i like went through a phase of like fuck i don't want to smoke weed mouth. Yeah, yeah, and then I, st- <laughs> I, I stopped. I stopped for like a year and like two months, and then I was in Barcelona, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try try some CBD oil." And I remember just doing the whole bottle all at once before we got to this event. Really? Yeah, and I was like, "Jelly, man!" It was it was really. Bizarre. I think like yeah, I think if you take a fucking bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been trying this Wim Hof breather. You'd be interested in this. I know, I know I the know Wim Hof. You know the Wim Yeah. 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 Um, tell tell everyone cool else what that is. Of, tell everyone else what, what that is. Um, so Wim, the Wim Hof breathing is like, you basically breathe all the way in and do like 30 or 40 breaths and then like to kind of just release and then go in like that. Yeah. Um, and then you like hold your breath and on a release and then breathe all the way in again. And then you do like multiple rounds of that. Um, and then um, I don't really know what it does, but it's like super so, helpful. Uh, yeah. I it gets think... like the oxygen pumping around yeah, the blood. It like alkalines, it the, alkalines the blood. Yeah. Um, and then you have, and then I've been doing like these ice bath things, which is another thing that this guy Wim Hof does. I saw originally, to be honest, how well Josh sent me this video of this On, guy. Was the Vice, had, right? Uh, was it the Vice I video where he's like he's like walking into literally like ice and ice? No, no, this isn't this isn't Wim Hof. This is a guy who does the Wim Hof method. Okay, um, and it was on YouTube. But yeah, um, he had Guillaume Barr syndrome, which is why I've got, but like a not a chronic version. Okay, um, but he was really bad. He was like paralyzed as well but for like three months and then um started doing this method and now he like he's like he must be like 65 70 or something but he's like the fittest bloke he swims like two kilometers three times a week in in the ocean and like Shit. he's like dead he's like deadlift like i don't even know what he says 100 pounds i don't my weight terrible but That's like cool. he's really strong and like fit and like does he's so flexible and like like wow. then like do all this and he's just so strong. He does this method, and like, um, it's cool. I don't know. And like, there's all these little things, like the combination of the ice bath and the breathing, and then taking the CBD oil. I also saw um, a friend of ours. You know him, Rue Clark. His mum does this machine. It's called Rayonex, I think. Um, uh, and that's like another sort of alternative treatment thing so i've been doing a bunch of these things to be honest and um i have been getting better how much of it's placebo and like yeah it's all it's hard to tell. like i don't know but um Especially it's a combination you... of factors man you know there's nothing there's not going to be one thing that cures me i think there's going to be sort of a multifaceted approach to all this and but i'm sure like i have absolute like certainty that i'm going to be better and like live normal life you know i'm 24 yeah. years old this is not going to be like define me for the rest of my life absolutely yeah i love that um sorry so when you mentioned there like uh you know this uh, a guy that this is the guy that you mentioned who's 60 years old now deadlifts whatever that just like gave me a little question um <laughs> do you have you like thought about getting in contact with people like that because obviously there's not many people who have it and like speaking to them and being like 
yeah what um, do you do man like what's your well situation? i think to, I, to be honest with you i see all these people all the time and in, in when i have my treatment like ah, in the okay. neuro well, in the daycare where i go to um in this neurology hospital um <clears throat> everyone basically has what i have either that either what i have or ms or um i don't know basically that's it yeah and um and so, like, people chat the whole time about it and, like, what you guys do. But I don't really get involved, man, because, to be honest with you, they're so depressing. <laughs> like, it's oh, really shit. rare that I find, like, some, like, uplifting stories. And, like, jeez. But, like, That's you can so find them online and stuff. And, like, it's quite cool. But one of those, it's, like, they're all old. Like, it's not old. I mean, it's really rude to say, but... You know, there's no one who's my age. There's no one. Your in situation. It. I'm the only one who has this, like, that the doctors know that is like, was 23 years old. And, like, Shit. it's just weird. Like, they don't, all, everyone else is kind of a lot older. So my experience is a lot different. And I just, so I just, I just you're like, like the guy, you're thing. like the guy. I kind of like, like doing my own thing. I don't yeah. want to, like, listen to them and listen to what they're doing and, like, them tell me that. They've had it for 25 years and like it's, it's only it's gets like, worse. Shut up, like, mate. I don't it. care. Like, yeah. Off, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, I don't think this is a fair comparison, but it's the first thing that came to my head. It's like you're like the guy with the most teardrops when you go into prison, you know? They're all looking at you like shit. <laughs> He's like 23 years old, dude. You're like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Well, I'm the one who's murdered the most people. <laughs> no, that's why exactly I knew it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what i'm trying to say i think no, i appreciate that no i think um and like i i like speaking to the nurses and stuff but I'm, the other patients I find a bit... yeah yeah well shit dude uh i really feel like um we've we've been through this i feel like you've told me a lot and it's been super super interesting um I feel like uh, it's a good time to sort of wind it down, cut well, it out. Well, it's been a great speech, man. I've missed you a lot. Yeah, I miss you too, bro. I'm, I'm glad that everyone can uh, hear this one now. Um, again, this is the Eureka Podcast, guys. This is episode four with my good mate, Seb Carter. And um, I hope you guys can take something from this conversation. Uh, never give up. Seb's fucking doing it. If he can do it, so can you. So... Yeah, big love to everyone. Seb, any any final comments? No, man. Thank you for having me. Wicked. Love it.